everyone, and welcome to the Art Hates Music podcast. I'm your host, Artemis, and thank you so much for joining me. Here in the year 2021, we made it, guys. I hope everyone's holiday was was wonderful, and you got to see family as safely as possible. But now, it's the new year, which means it's time for guests. That's right, I have guests. Well, a guest. Guest, depending on who you ask. I'm sure he'd say he counts as two people. He's a very mysterious person to have as a first guest. Um, So for those who don't know, Ghost of Blind Lemon is a local tastemaker here in Dallas. And he is a host of sorts. Not of sorts. He is a host of the wonderful radio program, Ghost of Blind Lemon Radio on Deep Ellum Radio. They've been huge supporters of mine, and I consider Chris a dear, dear friend. So I was more than happy to have him on as a guest. My very first guest, uh, hopefully the first of many. (laughs) I tell you what, it was certainly a lot more fun to talk to another person than it was to just ramble by myself. Uh, I mean, I'll do it anyways. Because, you know, somebody's got to listen to me. But, you know, it was all, it was fun to kind of go back and forth with someone who is also a huge, huge lover of music. But sometimes lovers of music can hate music as well. And that's what the show is about. Noted music lover, Ghost of Blind Lemon. Ladies and gentlemen, hit it. I have to confess that Smells Like Teen Spirit comes close to being a song that I could discuss on your show. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And in that case, I think half of what I hate as much as anything Mm -hmm. is that it killed my version of alternative music. Uh, Because I grew up listening to like Depeche Mode, The Cure, The Smiths, R.E.M., The Pixies. And then it suddenly became all about Pearl Jam and stuff. You know, I knew it had gone too far when someone said, if you like Edge, you ought to really listen to this station called Z-Rock, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you remember Z-Rock. Uh, that may be before my time. So was Z-Rock Pro- the old, like, 102? No, no that was, 102 was the That edge. was Q-102. Q-102. Z-Rock okay. was, was a very hard rock, almost metal station. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So similar to, like, what the Eagle is now. Yeah, except uh, except I would say overall a little harder than that. You wouldn't get as much mm-hmm. like Zeppelin on there. Uh, you'd be more likely to get Sabbath than Zeppelin. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Anthrax would be played on there on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. So uh, I, it's strange because you mentioned Pearl Jam I I never all the bands that kind of get lumped into the grunge category I feel like weren't actually grunge. Nirvana is clearly grunge, but Pearl Jam like they always had a lot more. Um, they definitely wrote more hooks than well. That's not fair because Kurt Cobain arguably is one of the best hook writers of his time. But you know what I mean, like um, uh, or not Audio Slave. Um, uh, Alice in Chains 
Like they they all they're all just hard rock bands. Oh, Alice in Chains. Uh, I don't know how much you know of their history, but they originally had a different spelling of their name, which ended with the letter Z. Which you could almost tell that it, it was almost like they were really part of that hair rock thing in the mm-hmm. late '80s, and then they shifted to grunge. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they definitely came in with a different mindset, as did Soundgarden. And Pearl Jam definitely was the most commercially ready, shall we say, of the bunch. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though, truth be told, I think I only really like their first album, like See, front Pearl to back. Jam, Pearl Jam, back when uh, grunge came out, that was the only grunge band that I really got into was Pearl Jam. Um, like I said, I hated Nirvana. Mm-hmm. With a passion. Um, Do you still hate them? Uh, I wouldn't say I still hate them, though I, w- I am going to make this statement, and, I, and it almost makes me wonder if I chose the wrong song here. <laughs> I also like Teen Spirit is the most overrated song in the history of rock music. I can I can agree with that. Um, I don't think that's very controversial. I think even Nirvana fans would tell you that there's so much better songs and that's the problem with with a band that has such a massive hit most of the time that's not even their best song oh yeah i've even thought about uh doing a a list like if the observer have wanted to do something like this uh cases where the band's biggest artist's biggest hit was uh, the least representative of their work Mm -hmm. um you could make a case for that for nirvana uh you could make a case for that somewhat with Beck, because I mean, Loser <laughs> felt like it should have been a one-hit wonder. Uh huh. Um, and of course, the I think if I were to have to put a number one on the list, would have to be Radiohead's "Creep," a, a song the band themselves hate. <laughs> yeah, well, a, and really, if you think about what the band became, it really almost had nothing to do with who Radiohead became, or even again. Uh, Radiohead's Creep made me think they were going to be one-hit wonders of the 90s. Yeah. Go figure, two of the biggest one-hit wonders should have been uh, ended up becoming the two people with the longest uh, careers back in Radiohead. Oh, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Me and... Me and my girlfriend joke about the... uh, Have you seen the episode of Futurama that Beck was in? I have not. uh, So... He, so he's he's the guest and he's himself, and he jokes about uh, writing his songs with a with a Bectionary. <laughs> I can believe I can imagine that. Mm. Yeah. So let's get on to the topic at hand here. So okay. you you apparently do not like you are not a fan. Of Long Time by Boston. Is this correct? That is a correct statement. First of all, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that I'm not a fan of the band Boston in general. Really? I don't Uh, tend to come across people who don't like Boston very much. Yeah. For one thing, there's something about Boston that, you know, you think about all the classic rock bands. And, you know, classic rock comes down to me to two types of classic rock. Mm-hmm. There is classic rock that was groundbreaking and really unique 
unique, innovative, and produce some powerful songs. And that would be bands like The Beatles, The Doors, Led Zeppelin, Queen, all of them, uh, David Bowie, all of them were really uh, influential, great artists. And then you had the artists that I feel were like the generic hit makers of the day. Right. And I would put Boston in that category in a big way. Generic hit makers. I mean, with their first single, More Than a Feeling, that definitely, I'm not particularly a fan of that song. It's pretty basic. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I, uh, I've almost went with that one because, mm -hmm. frankly, uh, I'm not a fan of that song either. But uh, whatever else, in a way, I could make some case there was a little more drama with that song. You know, you go into the slower parts, uh, and then it goes suddenly into the rock riff, mm -hmm. which some people wondered if it was that uh, G, C, E minor, D riff was an influence on Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, I can hear that, but I think that's just coincidence. It probably is. It but, but I felt like more than a feeling deserved just a tiny bit mm -hmm. of leniency. Uh, long Time just doesn't have the same level of hooks. It's more repetitive, and I I'm just not sure what I can say to really re redeem it. And that was kind of one of my criterias here, mm -hmm. is I know uh, from what you've said, part of what you do on this show is try to discuss and get people to see the light. Not, not uh, even necessarily see the light, just... Uh, or let me rephrase that. Yeah. Find the... Find the artistic merit in. Yes, And exactly. I wanted to try to choose a song that I felt would be difficult to find the artistic merit in. <laughs> but also, I, I did not want to go the easy route here. I mean, it would have been easy for me to choose an Imagine Dragons, Nickelback, Vanilla Ice song. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, they all would deserve the bashing. <laughs> but uh, there's... Maybe I figure it was time for you to get someone on the show who did something a little uh, different. By the way, have you had any controversial picks yet? Uh, so far, just all of my my solo picks have been controversial with the people closest to me. Oh, but I love them. You know, things kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> this feels This feels like a pretty controversial one just because... Uh, I like I said I don't know too many people who don't like Boston. I'm actually kind of a fan of Boston. Um, I can understand why some people wouldn't enjoy them, but uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of Boston. Uh, I can listening back. So I had to kind of do the opposite. Whereas I wanted, whereas you had to like try to find some redeeming qualities. I had to listen and pick it apart. Uh, okay. The thing that stands out to me the most that if I'm not really paying attention to the lyrics, it you know you don't really notice. There's a, a story there, but it's kind of vague. It's very vague. So you don't really know what hero's journey <laughs> Brad Delp is on because it's just you know he's he's hitting the road. That's it. You know, and I think that's another thing that uh, made it easier for me to bag on this one is it didn't have uh, a clear story. One of the ones that I almost chose here was 
Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing. Melodically, mm-hmm. I still have nothing good to say about the song. But I can understand how a song like that would be an anthem for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, lyrically. Uh, so I decided it deserved... You know, I couldn't hate on that one as hard. Fun fact. I yes. actually... I was in... Where was I? Abilene, Texas. And I won a lip singing contest with that song. Okay. okay. Oh, and I forgot <laughs> the one other redeeming factor about the song was. Okay. Uh, and that would be the fact that if Gloria Gaynor had not done I Will Survive, mm-hmm. Cake would have never done I Will Survive. So I am actually not a big fan of the Cake version. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, this may be controversial. I'm actually not a big fan of Cake. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, there's some songs that click, but most of the time, just like, this feels like noise. See, um, I, I can, and sloppy. I can appreciate Cake, but I can't say that I'm just a huge, I'm not a huge fan of Cake. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can definitely dig some of their stuff. And if they come on the radio, odds are I'm not turning it, turning right. the station. Yeah, they don't bother me enough to change the station. I don't actively seek them out, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, back to, I guess we've got kind of gotten off of our topic of Boston here. Um, All right. So, yeah. So it does have a story, but what that story is, who knows? Um, one thing I've respected about Boston is the fact that uh, Tom Schultz playing every single instrument in the studio. How are you that good at every single instrument? Do you at least appreciate the musicianship? Well, because the song... All, go ahead. Let me just say, this is the first time I've learned of that fact. So I will have oh, to give is that them right? a little... I, I will have to give them some credit for being able to put all of that together. I mean, any any musician who can be essentially a one-man band mm-hmm. is doing something right. And Well, if you didn't know that, then... Yeah, so Tom Schultz actually recorded... Uh, the entire first album all by himself in his basement. Wow. And he, the studio made him get uh, a drummer. He, they, the studio wanted a full band together. They signed him under the assumption that they were a full band, and Tom Schultz was like, oh, yeah, no, it's just me. Um, and I think him and Brad Delp had played in some bands uh, in the area before, and that's how he knew him. So he recruited him as a singer, and... Uh, they they ended up hiring, I think, a drummer just to have someone else on on record. And even then, I think it's only a few songs that the drummer is on. <laughs> okay. By the way, I, I since Boston is not a band that I've particularly cared about, I don't even know enough to say whether Long Time was that on the first or second album. So that was actually on the first album. Okay. Um, it was their second single. Have you heard the 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 whole thing have you heard foreplay and long time no I, pretty much the songs i know are the uh hit singles off of the radio mm-hmm. uh you know of course more than a feeling long time don't look back uh i think one of them's called rock and roll band maybe rock and roll band that is a fun song to play if <laughs> we uh it i may, do that maybe fun to play i can't say it's fun for me to listen to 
I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot going on. But there's a whole uh, – I don't know of many radio stations that are brave enough to play the whole thing. But um, Long Time is actually part of a longer song uh, with foreplay. So do you remember where you were or how old were you when you first heard it? You know, that's one of those songs that it's really unremarkable enough that mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard for me to say. And that's that's another reason why I'm picking this song is because, you know, sometimes the worst thing you can say about music is it's unremarkable. Now, I can remember the first time I sat li listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit in my room back on uh, the Edge's old Top 8 at 9 where they count down the top five songs. Um, uh, top 8 at 9 where they count down the top five songs? Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, makes I've perfect never heard sense, of right? Total um, sense, yes. Yeah, and the first time I heard it, I didn't like it. And then I... Uh, despised it even more when it became more and more popular and kept mm -hmm. being the number one song week after week after week. And uh, and then suddenly it became like more about Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Red Hot Chili Peppers than it became about like The Cure, Depeche Mode, mm -hmm. R.E.M., and Excess, those kind of bands that were the reason I got into alternative music. Yeah. Uh, so, but... Uh, but Whatever else that became memorable, uh, Boston just kind of crept in. And for me, it's just an example of why classic rock gets a bad rap is because of boring classic rock bands. Mm -hmm. And there are a few that I'm going to put in that category that are going to be a little controversial. Boston is one of them. Okay. I can't say I have a lot of love for Foreigner. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, I I have mixed feelings about Foreigner. Like, they're kind of another one of those bands where I don't turn them off, but I definitely don't, like, actively seek them out. Yeah. And, and I can't say that everything of theirs is bad, but I, I, I think they're just kind of a generic band. Mm -hmm. um, Journey is one that I have a lot of issues with. Um, Journey, really? Yeah, and I know Journey really gets a lot of people hyped. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I, I can agree that uh, with Don't Stop Believing is a is not a great song. I, I've i played it live. People request it, and I'll do it, but it's not one of their better songs. I'm Journey is probably one of the first bands. Uh, my dad is a big Journey fan. Gotcha. So they were probably one of the first bands I was introduced to as a kid, and maybe that's – there may be some rose-tinted glasses there, but – uh, man, you are coming in with a controversy here. Yeah, you might get canceled, I'm Chris. Think, I'm trying to think of some, uh, and there's probably some other classic rock bands that I could really put into that category easily. Mm -hmm. And look, I don't want because I do like classic rock uh, yeah. bands like the Rolling Stones, Zeppelin. Um, there is a lot of good classic rock out there. It's just there's a lot that I think it's. To me, there's like classic rock, and then there's old rock, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if we look back 20, 30 years from now, Nirvana and Soundgarden will be considered classic rock. And Creed, I'm pretty sure they're already getting paid. They're, they're yeah. getting played on uh, 
on oh, they are 925. Games. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but if if uh, 92.5 or starts playing Creed, that to me will be the example of old rock getting thrown in with classic <laughs> rock. It's not going to start on Creed, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Creed, and I said I wasn't going to try to go for any easy targets in Creed. That is that is definitely an easy target. I think before before Nickelback, before Imagine Dragons, there was Creed. And oh, absolutely. They uh, have no redeeming qualities. In my actually, opinion, one band I'm going to give a lot of grief to, and I'm I'm here. I am I'm usually someone who likes to give a lot of love, but I'm mm-hmm. going to give a lot of this is here. I'm going to give. A particular disc to the band The Calling, if you remember them. Yeah, little pretty boy singer. Well, <laughs> let me explain why okay. I am giving them the disc. Okay. Calling was a nickel. It was a, a Lifehouse ripoff. Lifehouse was a Creed ripoff, mm-hmm. and Creed, I would argue, was a Pearl Jam ripoff. <laughs> so uh, that's like three generations of ripping off there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Can- that's another one that would be a good candidate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you change about Long Time to maybe make it more interesting, more memorable for you? Because the biggest crime in music, you can be bad, but being unmemorable is the bigger crime. Exactly. You know, it's almost easier for me to start with things that I would keep from the song. Mm-hmm. I will keep the organ. Okay. Because that, whatever else, that's a little of a feature of uniqueness in the song. Yeah. Um, I think, if anything, I might make their guitars a little crunchier. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that that's a proper term, but... Works for me. It, I'm a drummer, so who knows? <laughs> but so it's almost like... Uh, Everything just flows a little too smoothly, mm-hmm. and that is a danger that can happen when it's all being produced by one person. Yeah. It, um, so you're saying it's a little too polished. It, it could be a little dirtier. Absolutely. Okay. It, it needs a little more rawness to it. Yeah. Um, and he probably should have gone into a little more depth into the lyrics as to what it's been such a long time since mm-hmm. uh, or kind of give a little reason why he's – pining so bad over it yeah um but off the top of my head the only thing that i really say is kind of memorable is the uh is the organs and i will give you there's that one breakdown that's kind of like the moment where all you get is the guitar riff that part is kind of cool yeah that wow yeah no not so much that one oh it's the da da Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, with the hand claps and yes, and yeah, uh, that part yeah, I, layered vocals. Yes, that part's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, there's just not as much that I'd feel the need to keep out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that I can really say that really was a uh, defining moment from it? Not really. <laughs> It, it, it's just boring. It's uh, it's just not enough that like you know, I can't even say that there's memorable moments of like me hearing it and thinking, oh no, oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Whereas I can say that with like Nirvana and Korn and a whole bunch of other bands yeah. that were so bad that it that I remember when they traumatized me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess you're totally justified in, in your hatred. But I would say that if you haven't heard the full version, definitely check out. I don't know if if I appreciate it as like as a more as more of a listener of like progressive rock um but definitely seek out foreplay it's um almost like an instrumental intro <laughs> to well, the song and i i will be one of these people who uh will rant about radio edits of songs mm-hmm. and so for example even though i have one friend who says that champagne supernova needed the edit i disagree mm-hmm. I think the long intro and the long outro are what make the song. Yeah. Same thing with Prince's Purple Rain. Uh, same thing with Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. Um, and I could come up with some other pictures. The, the na-na-na's at the end of Hey Jude. You know, you do need those. Yeah. Even if you could argue you needed to cut a little of it out, it would only be a little. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And anytime you've also, songs that are interconnected, uh, you don't want to chop off. Yeah. I mean, just imagine an idiot on a classic rock s- station saying that, you know, when we play Layla, let's just cut it off before <laughs> we get to the piano solo. Yeah, f- fade out at the... Ba, 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 yeah. Ba, ba. Uh, yeah, no, because that's my, my favorite half of the song is the whole piano outro. Yeah. So I, I am going to have to, once uh, this is over kind of give you a follow-up report after listening to to foreplay mm-hmm. which i yeah, presume let me know what you think is that the intro or is that the outro so it's the intro i would figure as much with it being foreplay yeah <laughs> and it i feel in the context of the song even though i probably listen to foreplay a lot more than long time it, within the context of the song because of how I don't know if heavy is the right word, but because of how hard the first half of the song goes, it makes sense for them to kind of slow it down. And so within the context, you know, there is like this come down of of this journey. So, yeah, definitely check it out and let me know what you think. Um, maybe it uh, changes your perspective. I, I doubt it, but. <laughs> well, even if it changes my perspective, it'll it, it will probably at most be something where I give them credit for foreplay more so yeah. for a long time is going to be my guess. Yeah. yeah so we, we will see. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining me, man. I, I really do appreciate it. And this has been fun. And uh, we should, we should talk, we should chat more often. Well, I, I agree with that. And he, by the way, you need to be coming out with some more songs. I'm still waiting for thieves. <laughs> so thieves is going to be second half of 2021. Um, okay. I'm, I'm releasing, I guess I'll, I'll make this official and people can hold me to it. I'm going to be releasing two EPs this year. Uh, the wow. first one fragments is going to be, um, more in line with, with, uh, the stuff I was doing earlier in my career. Uh, just kind of putting those out there and things I've been working on the last few years. And then the second EP, I'm actually going to get in the studio with Jess Spires and that's going to be more indie rock, uh, guitar-based 
music like Thieves. So uh, you you'll know, have it soon. Since you're uh, having all this random chatter from me included in the podcast, yeah. we've got to keep this part included, which does keep you accountable. It does hold me accountable. That's right. I, I tend to say a lot of things and then just not follow through. But uh, I, I, Trust me, as a blogger who uh, – as a blogger slash radio host slash guy with a, another job mm-hmm. you know, that actually gives me money – you know, you can only do so much. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I know in the coming days I'm supposed to be uh, wrapping up a playlist for the blog, doing a few, uh, uh, doing a couple of songs, including a preview or a debut of a song. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to get someone else uh, information to become a DJ on this Deep Elm radio station. Really? Yes. Uh, well, it's just one show they're going to be doing here. Okay. Um, I'm not ready to discuss not the name of that it. show yet. Yeah. Uh, more because I'm, I don't want to jinx anything. Of course. Is the biggest thing. Can but, you uh, can you at least tell us about the format? I will tell you that. I will tell you the name of the show, and I will tell you uh, the it's going to be called Woman Crush Wednesday. Okay. Uh, and obviously, it's going to focus on all female artists. And Great idea. And and the part that I'm hesitant to talk about is who the host is going to be. But I do consider her to be a premier tastemaker in Dallas. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Tasty little tidbit there. Yes. Um, all right. That, uh, I'll, t- I'll take whatever exclusives I can get. So that's juicy, sir. Yes, and hopefully come early February, that will be happening on Deep Ellum Radio. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yes, Thank and, you so and, much. and maybe in February, return of Ghost of Blind Lemon Radio, we will see. It is. It has been missed, very much so. Well, well you thank think, you so much. Do you think we're going to get a Ghosty Awards this year? You know, I've let me get ask a really difficult question out there because, you know, a lot of you know, not many times there's an award show that takes two years off and then comes back. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not close to the idea. So then would this then be the fourth annual Ghost Thieves, uh, even though we missed uh, two years in between? Would it be the sixth annual with four and five not existing? <laughs> I say let's make it the fifth annual because in the fourth year – in 2020, everyone got participation trophies just for surviving 2020. Oh, wait. Actually, hold on. One, two. Uh, I'm trying to do the math here. There, there, no, this would have been the seventh. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We can call it the sixth because I did actually, even though I didn't do a true award ceremony, I came up with a list, and yeah. it just never got put out. Okay. Uh, I so, got it. So I think that can count. And last year, you know – I, I think there was an error in the calendars, uh, some weird form of Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and now we're in 2021, so maybe this year will be the return of the Ghosty Awards. I, I think I've got it figured out. The you five and a half, the uh, five and a half, half Ghosty Awards. Okay. <laughs> I like That's it. That's it. Right, well, I look for. I want to perform at the next Ghosties because. I've I've gone to 
a few of them, and well, I'm always jealous a, of everyone who gets and to perform. And actually, to those out in Radio Land who don't know this, this man has an integral part in the Agosti Awards here. In fact, Agosti Awards would not look so awesome if it were not for this guy right here. He is the official laminator. If you've got a laminated Ghost Award, it is because of him. You're you're welcome. I uh, I was I was honored to be entrusted with the secrets of the Ghosties. Yes, and and I'll, knowing who won. The only thing that scares me a little here mm-hmm. is knowing that you're going to have releases this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pay very care- careful attention here, and make sure that uh, that you know no names have been changed. And the winner for best <laughs> EP is. Artemis. Actually, that one could really happen. Now, I will be really skeptical if the winner of the Hip Hop Award is Artemis <laughs> or Country Award. That's going to be a whole other story. You, you don't know what direction I'm, I'm going to take this year. Who knows what 21, 2021 has in store? Oh, I will, I will give you that uh, we're already off to a crazy start this year, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, six days we'll, in. We'll How just, about that? Yeah, we'll just uh, hold on to our hats and see what happens here. But man, hold on I to my agree. Hat. It we have not chatted enough in these past few months, and it is good to get to speak with you, and in my case, get to see you. <laughs> yeah. You're still uh, just a disembodied voice for me, but in, yeah, in post, well, that, I'll add your picture, and it'll make me for feel most better. people. That's all they've gotten of me is the. the uh, the voice here. Yeah. Uh, but it's fitting for a ghost, right? It is. It is very fitting for a ghost. And I, I look forward to hopefully uh, seeing you at some, some live shows this year. If we oh, can get those Id- started back up again. The idea of enough people vaccinated that it's safe to go out. Mm-hmm. That is beyond exciting to me. It's, it's happened a lot faster than I expected. So I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. Well, my my big concern here is, you know, I have some uh, safety issues for myself here, yeah. but more more to the point, you know, uh, I have my mother has to live with me. She's retired. She's mm-hmm. eighty years old and diabetic. So, needless to say, that's my number one concern right now. Yeah, taking care of her. Sure she stays safe, but. But the the two things I've said that I've missed in in this time are hugging people and live mm-hmm. music. Yeah. I'll wear the masks as much as anyone needs me to. Mm-hmm. If I have to go to a pure calling show wearing a mask the whole time, so be it, you know? Yeah. So anyways, but it it has been great. Uh are there any official sponsors that we should be giving shout outs to on our hate music or uh none yet um okay. i am uh I am looking into some sponsors uh so right now just you know let's let's plug uh let's plug deep Ellum radio uh, well I do appreciate that and who knows i actually I should note that deep Ellum radio and i might we might talk to Kim about this but Deep Ellum Radio is already going to be hosting one podcast on the station from time to time. 
Oh, really? Uh, my friend Emmeline is doing two separate podcasts. Man, y'all, you're keeping her busy. Oh, Emmeline keeps herself busy. Yeah. I mean, her schedule, I don't know how she does as much as she does. Um, she, uh, she works at Richland. Uh, as uh, she teaches an English class there, mm-hmm. she teaches piano lessons. She records music of her own. She's doing these podcasts, and if that isn't enough, she's also working towards a doctorate. I was unaware of that. Good for her. Yeah, I, yeah, I've... it will be a doctorate. I think having to do with music studies, but still, yeah. she will be doc. She will be Doctor Emmeline. Doctor Emmeline, <laughs> like Doctor John. But a real doctor. Yeah, exactly. Total, totally the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining me here on uh, on the podcast, and, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Same here. Take care, Art. All right. Thanks, okay. Chris. Th- thanks, Ghost. Yes. <laughs> Take care. You too. Once again, thank you so much to Ghost of Blind Lemon for joining me. Make sure to check out uh, Deep Alum Radio, deepalumradio.com. You'll find awesome local artists um, such as myself, such as David Joshua, such as uh, Jess Spires. You'll also uh, find a lot of shows that have a lot of different uh, kinds of music. So whatever you're into, Deep Alum Radio has you covered for sure. Also, make sure to check out uh, Ghost's blog, ghostofblindlemon.com, where he posts plenty of content. He's got top 10 lists. He's got reviews, articles, lots of things to check out. So, Ghost of Blind Lemon, thank you so much for being my guest. And thank you so much for listening. I absolutely appreciate it. And like I said, I really hope this isn't the last time I have a guest because it's so much more fun to uh, to play off of another person. And I honestly, I hope to have Chris back again. I hope to have Ghost because uh, Ghost has a lot of stories. He's been in the area a while and he's an encyclopedia of knowledge, which I guess is what an encyclopedia is. But as far as like music knowledge, he's an encyclopedia of music knowledge. So always appreciate his input. And I just, I love talking to the guy. We could have gone for hours, but, you know, had to cut it short. He had a life. He had things to do. I, I've got nothing. I, I live in here now. So anyways, uh, we'll, I'll see y'all next time. And... Uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Thanks.